Hallelujah. Why don't you stand to your feet and lift your hands and your voice unto the Lord. Come on, everybody in the building, if you can, stand to your feet. Lift your voice, lift your hands, lift your praise unto the Lord, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. Let's push our way through. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yep, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord once again. Come on, the Lord wants to do something today in the life of somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory and honor belongs to the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you just close your eyes for a moment? And the presence of the Lord is here. Amen. I have worried. Maybe worried is not the right word, but man, I contemplated, Lord, the service seems to be a little subdued today. We seem to be a little occupied in our minds. But then I believe the Lord really just spoke to my heart. We're going to teach or preach or whatever you may call it here in a moment. I feel like the Lord's let me know that, you know, though we may be quiet or subdued, there is a storm that is raging in the life of somebody in this place today. Storm, the wind is blowing. It's howling. Lightning is flashing and the thunder is rolling. But I believe just like he stepped out to the deck of that ship and he's spoken to the wind and to the waves. And he said, peace. Be still. The presence of the Lord is truly here. Amen. You may be seated for just a moment. And we have a great testimony today. So Rosie, amen, the Lord has amen, been working on her. She's here today. She has a testimony. I want to invite her up here, amen, to share and to testify, amen, of the goodness of the Lord. Amen, amen. Hello. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Rosa Rodriguez for the ones who doesn't know me. <laughs> uh, I'm 29 years old and a year ago I was diagnosed with uh, leukemia. It's a blood cancer and since that moment I have been struggling uh, a lot to get cured and defeat this cancer. 
Uh, it has been a very hard road, and uh, but I have to say that thank you to Jesus, I'm still here, and uh, that's what matters. Um, um, well, a year ago I was diagnosed, and at the same time, uh, a year ago my baby was born. Her name is uh, Delena, and uh, thanks God, uh, she's very healthy, and uh, I'm very proud of her. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you a little bit. Um, I, w I have been uh, through two treatments to defeat this leukemia. Unfortunately, uh, these two treatments didn't work. Uh, they didn't put me in remission. So I had to look for another options. And now I'm being treated at MD Anderson in Houston. Um, I hope they can um, really provide me with a better treatment, which is a clinical trial right now. It hasn't been approved by the FDA, but uh, they're saying that it gives like really good results. And um, so far, uh, it has been working. Um, I was 98% consumed with leukemia, and now I'm at the process, or at least uh, to make it lower uh, to a 60%. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, well, they are still saying that um, they need to make it a little bit lower to the point that I can um, I can go through a transplant, a bone marrow transplant. Um, it has to be under 5% my bone marrow so I can go through, um, well, this bone marrow transplant. <laughs> um, I hope I, I can reach it. Um, so far, I haven't been able to. But I know that with Jesus on my side, and I will be able to. Uh, I want to say that sometimes during our lives, we go through a lot of experiences that are really hard for us and that will leave a mark on our lives. Um, I never thought that I was going to go through this because I was, I'm very young, and I thought, well, this only happens to people <laughs> which is not true now uh, I have uh, realized that it can happen to anybody it doesn't matter if you are a year old or if you are 80 years old it can happen so um, I want to say thank you to everybody over here who has been supporting me through my um, cancer um, I'll be always thankful and uh, thank you very much for everything. And um, well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Amen. And why don't we stand to our feet and give the Lord praise for what he is doing in our sister's life. From 98% to 60%, but I believe God for less than 5%. Amen. Why don't we just shout unto God with a voice of triumph.
for what he's doing right now in our sister's life. Hallelujah. Why don't you stretch your hand this way. Sister Hortensia, lay your hands on her. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost and the stripes that you bore upon your back, oh Lord, we pray that your healing deliverance, oh God, would be upon her. Lord, let her return, oh God, with a good report, oh God, of what you have done in her life, I pray. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles today, I want you to turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 59. And I will not be before you long today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a healing power in this place today. Hallelujah. Don't be in a hurry. Hallelujah. God is doing something. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Clap your hands to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If it were you, you would want somebody praying, running, shouting. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to read one verse and then you may be seated. I have an extended reading this morning, but we'll just read one verse together and then you may be seated. We'll be reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 59 beginning with verse 8, and then we'll continue through verse 15. Lord, let your word, O God, be a lamp unto our feet today, a light unto our path. Open up our understanding, Lord. Touch my lips of clay, that I may minister, O God, what I feel that you have, Lord, put upon my heart. In Jesus' name. Isaiah 59 and 8, it says, The way of peace they know not. And there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. You may be seated. Isaiah continues in that chapter and he goes on in verse number 9. He says, therefore is judgment far from us. Neither does justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are desolate, places as dead men. We roar like bears and mourn like sore doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us for our transgressions are multiplied before thee and our sins testify against us for our transgressions are with us and as for our iniquities we know them in transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God speaking oppression and revolt conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood 
and judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. We are living uh, in a time of great turmoil, both at home and abroad. People everywhere are fearful about what tomorrow may bring. We've heard it preached and talked about years and years, uh, for years and years, about wars and rumors of wars, and we're dropping bombs and firing missiles and sending uh, armadas of ships off the coast of North Korea. North Korea has threatened, Russia has caused bombers to fly off of the coast of Alaska. There are things that are happening all around the world. Every day we see issues plaguing our schools, shootings and kidnappings by teachers and drugs and bullying. We see it in our homes. We see God's design for the home being challenged. We see Hollywood has taken on their own agenda that is contrary to the word of God. The very traditional values of family are being turned upside down. Since his fall, since our fall, man has sought for peace. Peace within himself. Peace with his neighbors. And peace with his God. It is virtually impossible to have any of these in their entirety without having all of these functioning in our lives. Today, I want to talk to you from the subject or the topic, no justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. Many of you have probably noticed that the title is pulled from the headlines of our day. A phrase that has been uttered since the 1970s. No justice, no peace. It has been used by those who have felt that the injustices of society have oppressed the lives of their communities and it has moved them to protest. I believe though that it's true meaning however has been obscured obscured by the sometimes violent outcome that has resulted from the cries of those who have demanded no justice, no peace. Justice is the matter of the day. One of the great rights of this country, and it has become a part of the very fabric of this nation, is the right to freely and peacefully protest the inequities that occur in the lives of the socially disadvantaged. But it is not my purpose today to legitimize or delegitimize the cause of those who protest. 
But I am here today to tell you that without justice in your life, there will be no peace. Without justice in your life, there will be no peace. No matter where you stand, uh, as it relates to those who protest, it has been proven throughout our history that a proclamation of justice has again and again brought about peace. For a moment, I want to share with you some proclaimers of peace. Jane Adams was born in September the 6th, 1860. She was known as the mother of social work. She was a pioneer American settlement activist. She was a reformer. She was a social worker. She was a public philosopher. She was a sociologist. She was an author and a leader in women's suffrage and world peace. She helped America to address and focus on issues that concerned mothers, such as the needs of children, local public health, and world peace. Her writings and her speeches on behalf of the formation of the League of Nations and as a peace advocate influenced and shaped of what we know today as the United Nations. In 1931, she became the first American woman to be awarded with the Nobel Peace Prize and is recognized as the founder of the social work profession in the United States. But here is a quote that I take from Jane Adams today and I submit it unto you. Her quote was, true peace is not merely the absence of war, but the presence of justice. No justice, no peace. William Allen White, he was born in February 10th, 1868. He was a renowned American newspaper editor. He was a politician. He was an author. He was a leader of a movement called the Progressive Movement. Between 1896 and his death, he became an iconic spokesman of middle America. He sought to encourage a viable moral order that would provide the nation with a sense of community. I took several quotes from him to submit to you today. The first one was this, whoever tramples on the plea of justice temperately made in the name of peace only outrages peace and kills something fine in the heart of a man which God there put when he came into manhood. He also says, just because the Supreme Court makes a decision does not mean that justice has been served. Just because there is not violence in the street does not mean their decisions are right. But here is one that I believe is where we are today. Peace without justice is tyranny. And then the last proclaimer of peace most of us know, have heard of, some of you may have been around to hear him speak. Martin Luther King, the winner of the Nobel Peace Prize, 
here was a quote about peace. He says, true peace is not merely the absence of tension. It is the presence of justice. No justice, no peace. But what is peace? Without it, there can be no peace. Without justice, there can be no peace. But peace in itself is a state of tranquility or quietness, such as freedom from civil disturbance. It is a state of security or order within a community provided by law or by custom. Freedom also is, peace is also freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. I opened up and I said, though it may be a little subdued in our service, somebody on the inside, there is a storm raging within your emotions. When you lay down on your bed at night, there is a raging of your emotions and your feelings. It's like a storm that cannot be appeased. But I want to share with you today, no justice, no peace. Peace also is called is considered harmony in personal relationships our world is looking for peace the bible has much to say about it in psalms 119 and 165 it says great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them isaiah 26 verse number three says thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee john 14 and 27 says peace i leave with you my peace i give unto you not as the world give it give i unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid philippians chapter 4 verse 7 says and the peace of god which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Peace is something that everyone wants, yet few seem to find. Again, peace is tranquility. It is harmony. It is even security. And depending on the situation, Peace could also mean prosperity or well-being. It is spoken over 429 times in the King James Version Bible. In the book of Isaiah alone, it's spoken of over 30 times. In the Old Testament, the, old, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. You've heard it spoken over the pulpit. You've heard it talked about Jehovah shalom, God, our peace. It refers to uh, relationships between people, between nations, and between God and men. No justice, no peace. Peace is directly related to your actions and your attitudes. And it is ultimately, though, a gift that is given to us by God. We are reminded over and over again that the presence of peace indicates God's blessings of man's obedience you see peace is connected with our obedience to God and to his word that's why Isaiah 48 and 22 it reminds us that there is no peace 
for the wicked. There's no peace for those that live contrary to the word of God. In the New Testament, the primary word uh, for peace is Irene, and it is, refers to rest and tranquility. Announced by the angels in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, he said, the angel said, peace on earth and goodwill toward men. As foretold in Isaiah, the Messiah would be the prince of peace. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, refers to the Messiah as the Lord of peace. All of that said, though, we want peace. We want tranquility. We want harmony between one another. We want uh, peace among nations. We want prosperity. We want wellness. We want well-being. All of those things we desire for our lives. But without justice in our lives, there can be no peace. Without justice in our lives there cannot be peace we wonder why the storms seem to be raging and we're our emotional state seems to be turning over and over and we just can't seem to get our footing right i don't know if many of you've ever been out on the ocean and you've been on a ship and and thing the water and the waves begin to move and all of a sudden the horizon begins to go back and forth and all of a sudden you begin to feel a little queasy on the inside there's something that happens in our lives when the storms of life begin to blow and things begin to shake us and move us where there is no justice there can't be no peace everybody said amen say again amen well we're quiet in the house tonight today but that's okay justice what is justice if there can be no peace without it, what is justice? The, the dictionary defines justice as this, the moral rightness or the conformity to moral rightness in action or in attitude. It is the conformity to truth. It just simply means doing what's right. In other way, words, justice can be defined, and here's some, some synonyms, some words that, that can also expound on what justice is. It means honesty, integrity, appeal, correction, sentence, and even legal process. Closely related to uh, this word called justice is, is judgment. Now, we know in our legal system, uh, there are those who, that sit on the highest court, and we call them justice. We just had the a nomination and the affirmation of one that is now sitting on the highest court of the land, and people will bring their cases before these justices, and they will rule on these cases, and they will determine if uh, a verdict will go one way or another. But I want to talk to you today about the great justice. The one that sits on a court that's higher than the court of this land. If justice is conformity to truth, the only truth 
that is going to stand is the word of God. John 17 and 17 says, thy word is truth. We know the Bible says in Romans that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3 and 24 says we are justified by grace through redemption of Jesus Christ. We are justified by faith and have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But here's what I like in Isaiah. He goes back and he says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. And then he says, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Where there is no justice, there can be no peace. You see, our sin has separated us from his presence. There has to be a payment for sin. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so you, you listen to the cries of those in the crowd. No justice. No peace. No justice. No peace. I've come to you today with a simple message. You want peace? You've got to have justice in your life. You can have it paid for by the one who was chastised for our peace. The Bible says that he was chastised for our peace. We can't pay for that price alone. There's nothing that we can do within our own selves that could make the payment for the price of peace. If you want peace, you've got to have the justice of Jesus Christ in your life. Maybe that is your pride today. No justice, no peace. The storms of life are raging. There used to be a song. Though the storms of life are raging in my life, and times it's hard to tell the light of days. Though the storms of life, I wish I knew the whole song, I would sing it. But there's something that happens when you take on that name of Jesus Christ. When you go down in that watery grave of baptism, when you find an altar of repentance, I would wake up or get up or I would walk down the road wondering how was I going to get some peace in my life? 
how was I going to get the, the storms, the wind to cease? And I tried it in everything. I've tried it in the partying, in the, the sipping, in the, in the smoking, and all of those things that I thought would bring me a little bit of peace. But guess what? The winds just keep on blowing. The waves keep on crashing. But it wasn't until that day that I decided I wanted true justice in my life. I turned myself to an altar and I lifted my hands. And it wasn't the, the cry of the words, no justice, no peace, but it was the cry of my heart. Justice had to be served in my life. There had to be a payment and a price for sin, and he was my price. He was payment for the sin that I committed that allowed me to find the peace and the security and the harmony and the tranquility that I can live in and walk in and move in to this day. And I can lay my head on my pillow at night and I can go to sleep just like Jesus. He was at the bottom of that boat with his head on that pillow and he was resting on the outside. The wind was blowing and the waves were crashing and his disciples came to him and said Jesus don't you care and that is the cry of some of you in this place you're coming to the Lord because the winds are blowing and life has seemed to turn you upside down and you don't know what to do and where to go and who to turn to but if you would but come to Jesus and just ask him the question Lord do you not care that we perish I want to tell you today that Jesus cares for you he's come to bring peace to your life he's come to calm your storms he's come to cause the waves to stop crashing on the ship of your life he's come that you might have life that you might have life more abundantly no justice no peace if you want peace in your life you've got to have the savior in your life you've got to find a place of repentance where you can cry out and say lord forgive me of all of my sin take away this sin from my life cause me to walk a new walk and talk a new talk and to live in a new way and then you've got to allow yourself to come and to be water baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus to have your sins washed away and then you can come up in the newness of life and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues when that spirit comes and lives on the inside of you it will change you it will give you peace and joy and love it will give you all of the things that you've been seeking for in this life you find it in the Holy Ghost the power of his name and the power of the blood of the Lamb and the power of Jesus Christ Jesus the same yesterday today and forever just like he stood out on the deck of that ship and said peace be still today I speak unto somebody in this place and say peace be still but there's got to be justice he is a God of justice. He is a God of judgment. He's a God of love. He's all of those things that we say he is. He's all of those things that his word testifies to. But there has to be justice. There has to be justice in your life and in mine.
and we can find that justice in his name. We can find that justice in Jesus Christ. I want you to turn back to Isaiah, and I want to I just quickly, as I begin to read this last night, it, it, it really ministered to me. It reminded me of where I was and where I am today. And every now and then, we, we have to be, we need to be, we should be reminded. Isaiah chapter 59, verse number 1, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. I wondered why, Lord, I'm praying, I'm seeking, I don't know what's going on. And, but it was because of my iniquity and my sin. He hid his face from, from me. It says, for your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongues have muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, nor any pleaeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Isaiah, speaking to the children of Israel about the current condition and state of their lives, he says, their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace, they know not. And there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither doth justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold, obscurity. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. Verse 14 says, And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. Because justice and judgment had to be served, we know that he came. He wrapped himself in flesh in order to pay the price, the ultimate price for sin. I want you to stand today as we go before the Lord. Maybe it's not your cry today. Maybe you found that place of peace. Maybe you've gotten in the ship again and the winds of life have begun to toss you to and fro. You've kind of lost your way. You can cry out to him today. No justice, no peace. You see, the world, when they say that, there's a lot of connotations behind it. Good or bad or indifferent. But when we say that to the Lord, Lord, I want your justice. I want to identify with you in repentance. 
all of those things that have separated me from you or all of those things that have caused me to look up and realize that you are not as close as you used to be you are a lot farther off than I thought you were and it seems as the injustices of life have occurred see those that are crying out they feel like society they feel like others have left them let them down whatever your opinions are of that it is what it is but their sentiments and their feelings are are for them reality And they just want those things that seem to be injustices or may be injustices to be righted, if I could say it that way. We get like that sometimes in our walk with the Lord. Sometimes life just happens. Life just happens. And we feel like there's no justice you pray about something and it doesn't happen somebody else prays about the same thing and it does happen the wind begins to blow the waves begin to splash up over the bow of your ship you begin to take on water but this life and I want to I want to just this, this life is it's only temporary there's something greater thank God for all of the things that he's done. I thank God for all of the things that he's going to do. But I'm, I thank him today for Calvary. And I, I don't know if this makes sense, what I've been trying to share with you today. But to sum it all up, about Calvary the price that he paid Adam and Eve sinned and guess what everybody after him we were all born in sin shaping in iniquity the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of his glory there had to be a price and he paid that price for me and today I'm thankful today I could be at peace and I said all of that to say that to somebody today you can have peace in your life and it comes by way of Calvary. 
it comes by way of the cross the chastisement of our peace was upon him all of the things that he endured and we we talked about it last week was Easter all of the things that he endured so that we could be healed so that we could be saved and so that we could live this life in peace I want you to close your eyes this, this afternoon and just lift your voice to the Lord and I want you to utter a prayer whatever that prayer may be Maybe you have peace. Maybe you need to extend that peace to others. I want peace within myself. I want peace with my neighbor. And I want peace with my God. The psalmist says, there's peace in the midst of of the storm you live long enough there will be a storm in your life you live long enough there will be a storm but you can go through that storm they say when a hurricane comes there is a center of that hurricane called the eye of the storm right in the very midst of that storm there's peace I've heard the stories of how a hurricane would come over an area. The front part of that hurricane would come and the winds would blow. All of the damage would be done. And then all of a sudden there'd be a, a moment of peace. People would go outside and the sun would be shining. And all of a sudden they realized that the storm wasn't over. They were just in the eye of the storm. Some of you may have this to happen in your life. Maybe right now you're in the eye of the storm and God's going to give you peace. That peace is going to help you endure the remaining parts of that storm. Lord Jesus, we love you today. Your presence is truly here. Oh, Lord, this, this message today may not resonate with all, but I do believe that it resonates with some. When you dropped it in my heart last week, Lord, it was for somebody specific, somebody here. And I pray today, Lord, that justice, repentance, death, burial, and resurrection would take place lives of those here why don't you lift your voice right now let's all pray together Lord Jesus we love you today we need your presence your spirit in this place there is a peace O oh Lord of your spirit that is overcoming this place all the storms of life O oh God have come in and 
but we know that even in the midst of it, Lord, your presence is here. We love you. We praise you for all that you have done. For all that you have done. I feel to do one more thing before you're dismissed. Sister Rosie, I'd like for you to come one more time. We're going to pray for you. right down here in front. Sister Hortensia, some of you ladies, come on. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Amen. We're just going to pray and ask the Lord to continue to do the work. Don't worry about the winds that may blow. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Right now, I pray, O oh Lord, that...